Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just A Sports Report. Uh, If you can't tell by my voice, I've been sick all week. So that's why this podcast, uh, the Cowboys 2024 season preview, has taken a while to come out. Uh, And today's pod might be a little bit shorter than the others. Because yeah, I'm on the mend now, but it's Thursday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I felt like shit. So bear with me, my throat might be a little bit how's it going i'm a bit fucking how's it going in general Uh, but it's not about me today it is all about launching into the season preview for this upcoming season the north queensland cowboys who look had huge expectations going into this past season 2023 Uh, the year before they came from nowhere to go all the way to the preliminary final in townsville Unfortunately, they lost to the Eels. Uh, Many expected North Queensland to be back there or thereabouts in season 2023, Uh, but a slow start, an interrupted preseason on the back of so many of their young stars uh, stepping up to the representative arena. Cowboys looked a shell of themselves, at least in the first portion of the season uh, and then the back half. There was, of course, the middle part, where they were playing as good as anybody, and if they could have got themselves into finals, well, who knows? Uh, But it wasn't the ideal season for them to have. They would have expected to be around that top four mark. They ended up missing out altogether. So on the back of two very interesting seasons, uh, a season where they exceeded all expectations, Todd Payton, Coach of the Year, uh, to a season where they fell well below what is now their lofty standard. 2024 shapes as a crucial year for what is a very young, getting younger as well, uh, with the top 30 adjustments they've made. A very young and talented side uh, who are definitely going to be ripping in this preseason, looking to be the ones that unsurp Penrith. Uh, So before we get started, thoughts quickly Uh, on the Cowboys ahead of 2024. I think they have an unreal roster, uh, which of course today is all things Cowboys, so I'll go through their roster, I'll talk about all those things as we go along. Uh, But my main thoughts are that interestingly Cowboys, they could go either way. I believe they are good enough uh, to be in that premiership conversation if all things go well, but They did miss out on the eight this past season. If they are to go backwards from there, well, it would be quite shocking given that on paper they have the roster. Combinations-wise, a lot of familiarity within this team. I expect Cowboys to go well, but last season, I think we did see a side of this team that was inconsistent, that was definitely beatable, and were far less red hot 
than 2022. Now, was that a case of in 2022, there were no expectations of the Cowboys? So sides, until it was too late, they didn't really see Cowboys coming. Whereas one problem I think they had last year is that from the get-go, round one, every side in the competition knew just how much of a threat they were. Uh, So we saw teams make adjustments to that. On the Cowboys' end, they weren't able to go one better from a preliminary final appearance to a grand final, uh, missing out on the top eight altogether. 2024, massive year as I've mentioned. And yeah, fuck, I guess for the rest of the 2024 thoughts, that's what this whole podcast is about. So without further ado, let's get amongst it. The Cowboys 2024 season preview. Let's get into it. Uh, Cowboys hoping to improve on that 11th placed finish in 2023. uh, Way below. Way below, I think, where their fans uh, were hoping they could get to. Uh, What I've started off with today, North Queensland Cowboys... Best 17, question mark. And the question mark after best 17 is because I don't bloody actually know. It's just an educated guess. Uh, To kind of give us a picture, or to give you, the listener, a picture uh, of what this full team on field could look like, or roughly how they will look. Uh, But I'm not a coach. I'm not at training. I don't know uh, who's really surprising and could be a starter in round one. Uh, So best 17 question mark. This includes the coaching staff. Head coach, Todd Payton. Already, uh, his time at the Cowboys, somewhat turbulent, but of course sandwiched in between a couple of really tough years was that amazing season where he showed he was the man for the job. Uh, I I always find a way in every podcast to just slip it in there. I'm a Warriors fan. Todd Payton, of course, uh, very briefly was the Warriors coach. I have a very, very high opinion of Todd Payton as a coach. Uh, So he's coming off a tough season, 11th placed finish. Obviously, if Cowboys are to miss the eight again, the one in danger, unfortunately, no matter how quality of a coach he is, uh, is actually Todd Payton. So there will be pressure. I think he's up to it. Uh, And in this case, I truly do believe Todd Payton uh, is the right guy for this Cowboys job. And to take them back uh, toward their second premiership, of course, their first one in one of the greatest grand finals I have ever seen, uh, Paul Green, rest in peace, uh, who brought the Cowboys their first. Todd Payton, uh, 2024, he is the man for the job. Alongside him, a couple of additions to the Cowboys squad uh, in the assistant coaching roles. Now, Justin Morgan, again, as a Warriors fan, I rate Justin Morgan. He's been our assistant for years, uh, so he crosses over from New Zealand. Uh, Justin Morgan, he will have plenty of insight and knowledge to offer. Of course, Dean Young, I believe he's returned to the Dragons or he's gone somewhere else. Uh, So Justin Morgan comes in. And just by a chance encounter in a coffee shop between a player agent uh, and I believe either James Maloney or Todd Payton, my fucking memory, not that great this week, 
Uh, but James Maloney, James Maloney, again, sorry to keep bringing it back to this, but as a Warriors fan, I fucking love James Maloney. As a rugby league fan, if he'd never even put on my team's colours, I would still love James Maloney. Uh, one of the great modern day players. Now, was he the Jonathan Thurston? Was he the Cooper Cronk, the Billy Slater, Darren Lockyer uh, of his era? No, he wasn't. But his resume speaks for itself. I am fucking a huge James Maloney guy. So that coaching staff right there, uh, with a few other guys, that isn't the sole coaching staff, uh, but Todd Payton up top and the guys who are going to come in with some fresh ideas to help rejuvenate this North Queensland outfit, Jimmy Maloney uh, and Justin Morgan. Uh, Now, best 17 fullback, Scott Drinkwater. I think they've made that choice. Now, I think that choice has been made for them. Uh, But a couple of years ago, we saw Hamaso Tabuifido get the start uh, and Drinkwater ended up working his way into that position. In fact, that was the 2022 season. Uh, so they ended up losing Hamaso. Of course, there was some talk about that last year when Cowboys were going poorly and Dolphins were killing it, Hammer in particular. Uh, but I would be surprised if there are many people out there who don't think Scott Drinkwater is an elite fullback to have. Like I think that's a set and forget where it's like, yep, that's our fullback set. Now we forget he can just do his thing. Uh, because, fuck, I'll get to drink water a bit more later in the podcast, but what he offers in attack, sensational. Now, defense, he is up there, really quality as well, but still some adjustments to be made. Drinkwater is as young as anything. So much pace. Uh, originally, was coming through the grades as a 5'8". It was in the Melbourne Storm system where they identified perhaps his skill set best suited to the fullback position. Now, we eventually saw Drinkwater cross over to the Cowboys from the Storm, played a bit of fullback, uh, but also played plenty of halves. And now I think very clearly that realization is there again from a new club where it's like, fuck, this guy's a fullback and he is a bloody good one. A bloody good one doesn't even do him justice. Uh, I think the best example of just how important Drinkwater is to this team. Look at his suspension last year. Was it on Corey Oates? Again, my memory, hazy. Uh, But he got suspended for a number of weeks. And that was really a big part of what derailed the Cowboys' season overall. So Drinkwater, they need him out on the park. As far as fullbacks, uh, there are some amazing ones in rugby league. But North Queensland have theirs. And I don't think they'll be looking for another one anytime soon. Uh, What's interesting with Scott Drinkwater as well, who I'll try to keep this brief because I have plenty more to say about him, is that he was within a whisker of playing Origin last year. He was involved with the squad. Uh, James Tedesco, I honestly think a lot of the pressure, kind of unwarranted, I don't know, he didn't have the best season. But if that chat continues to grow in season 2024... Uh, If James Tedesco isn't putting up huge numbers, of course, new coach Michael McGuire coming into the Blues fold, Scott Drinkwater 
very much in the frame if, and I think it's a case of if, because I still think Tedesco has enough runs on the board where it's up to him to come out uh, and play well enough form-wise to keep his jersey. But if they decide to go in a different direction, obviously Dylan Edwards uh, is a big contender as well. Ryan Pappenhausen, if he's fully fit. Clint Gutherson could be a left field one, uh, but Scott Drinkwater, he is the one I look at. Uh, and I'm a Kiwi, also a Queenslander. That's where I lived when I first moved to Australia. Uh, Scott Drinkwater in a Blues jersey is not not what I want to see. So hopefully as a Maroons fan it doesn't happen, but I think there's a chance it could. I think there's a chance that they're fucking... It could. I'm dying. Sorry. Scott Drinkwater, shout out to him. Epic last name. Uh, wingers, Semi Valame and Murray Taolangi. Now Murray Taolangi... Last year, getting picked in the origin, uh, I had some questions because Cowboys weren't going that well. No questions. No questions anymore. I have no questions on Murray Talangi. Fuck, he was pulling try-saving tackles off. He was doing all this stuff that just typifies what origin is all about. And then he was able to take that origin experience, uh, which he has had before, go back to North Queensland uh, and then he really got up and about. So Murray Talangi, I don't think there's any question he'll be on the left wing. Could we see him feature in the centres, which we did a couple of times last year? If Valentine Holmes was to, say, move to right centre, would they move Talangi in? Not sure, but he's fucking there somewhere, probably on the wing. On the other wing, Semi Valame. What a mid-season signing from the Canberra Raiders. Uh, look, Cowboys, Kyle Felt scored that grand final iconic try. Uh, has had so many years where he's given so much service to the Cowboys. But last year it seemed like they identified that it was time for a switch and that maybe they didn't have the right guys there. Like maybe like a depth player they had last year, say, respectfully, Brendan Elliott. Maybe they look at Brendan Elliott and go, if we take Kyle Felt out, is Brendan Elliott going to actually change the game? Because it's a big and it's a bold move to drop someone like Kyle Felt. Sammy Valme comes in. Holy shit. Holy shit. I think there are a couple of signings from the Cowboys. Uh, Viliame Vailer, another one they've made for this season. A couple of signings from the Cowboys where it's like, oh shit. They're starting to get a real good eye for exactly what they need to bring into their squad. And what's not spoken about with the Cowboys? Uh, the core of this team, a lot of them, still with their best years in front of them, throw in that they have an eye for recruitment to say, oh, Semi Valame, you're just fucking, you know, in purgatory at the Raiders, playing New South Wales Cup? Come over here. We have a use for you. Now, the biggest most underrated part, Cowboys have a fucking awesome core of young kids that we haven't even seen in the NRL yet. At under-21s level, the last two years, the Townsville Blackhawks are with a side that won uh, the Queensland under-21s competition. Even the year before that, they made the grand final. They have unbelievable juniors that they can now call upon. 
And I think looking through this best 17, uh, there are a couple of youngsters that as the season goes along, I think there are guys that we wouldn't have at this stage as getting into the 17. I think there will be a few surprise faces. Uh, but Semi Velme, I have him on the wing. Holy shit. I mean, his best is still in front of him. And it seems now like a lot of those kind of amateur inconsistencies of his game, which we saw early in his career at the Raiders, far less of that at the Cowboys. He was an immediate impact. An immediate impact. Uh, centers, Valentine Holmes definitely has a spot there, as long as he can fucking keep the pranks to a minimum. Uh, now, the two other centers I've written down. So one potential spot open, of course, Petahiku departing. And there'll be a couple of other guys in the mix as well. Uh, but right now, the two other centers I'm looking at for a round one start I would be Zach Labert, a, Ky- a Cowboys. I was going to say a Kyle Jr. Fucking hell. His older brother, Kyle. Um, Zach Labert, young center. We saw him toward the back end of last year. Uh, I thought he did himself a world of good with his performances in the top grade. It showed that he was ready for the top flight. Uh, the only question will be whether he gets the nod over Viliami Vailer. Now, Viliami former warrior he is one i never wanted us to lose uh, but of course at the moment warriors trying to balance rocco berry roger tuavasa shek coming back to the club viliami Vailer is as explosive as they come he's such a raw talent uh, and with more development he is going to turn into a game breaking center that is why i was really sad to lose him at the warriors i thought at some stage or another I hit break into the team and would become one of the mainstays. I think there is a very real chance of that happening at the Cowboys. Uh, if Valentine Holmes sticks to that left center position, uh, which I believe is also where Zach Labert places best over on the left side, I think on that right, Viliami Vailer just quietly, uh, he could come in and it could be a real tandem, Vailer and Semi Velame, two guys that were brought over on next to nothing, salary cap-wise, uh, who could provide a hell of a lot for them on that right edge. So our uh, centers, Holmes, Vailer, Labert, someone's going to have to miss out. So as far as the back five, plenty of strike there. Scott Drinkwater at the back on the right, Semi Valame, our center partner, yet to be confirmed. Murray Taolangi out on the left, our Valentine Holmes out there as well. Points shouldn't be an issue. Uh, It'll be up to the defense that really defines the Cowboys' season. In the halves, Tom Dearden. He's re-signed. Said, no thanks, would rather not go to the Dragons. I'll stick right where I am. Uh, So Tom Dearden, undoubtedly he'll be in the six, partnered by the captain, Chad Townsend. I'm a big Chad Townsend guy. Uh, And he, as a premiership-winning halfback, is coming closer to the end of his days in the NRL. So will be interesting to see uh, what the plan is going forward. They've of course got young Thomas Duffy, a young halfback, junior rep. They've got Jake Clifford, who's returned to the club, uh, who as a junior was amongst the best. I'm pretty sure he won Holden Cup Player of the Year uh, in one of the seasons. So Jake Clifford 
has returned, but no doubt Tom Dearden, Chad Townsend, they are the first choice halves combination. Uh, when you think of combinations with Scott Drinkwater and Tom Dearden, the way that they just read each other's minds, like in attack, some of the things they produce as a duo, unbelievable. So the one and six connection is there, the six and seven connection is there. You throw in the nine, Reese Robson, uh, who's coming off a season where he made his origin debut. This is a world-class spine. They've locked up Tom Dearden, so he's here to stay. Uh, Scott Drinkwater, best years still in front of him, which is crazy when you think about what he's already done. Reese Robson, we are only just getting the tip of the iceberg. He's only just got his first taste of the representative arena, uh, but he is such a class player. And then, of course, the experience, the captaincy, the leadership of Chad Townsend. Uh, so that'll be the starting spine, I would say. I mean, how could it not be? Uh, Ford Pack. Not sure whether they'll go Talmalolo or Cotter in the 13, uh, but I think the front rowers, both props and lock, uh, will feature Jordan McLean, Ruben Cotter, who Cotter is now one of their absolute senior players' leaders. He himself has hit that representative arena. And when you think of the Cowboys... I mean, Taumalolo would always come to mind in the past, Matty Bowen, Jonathan Thurston. Now, when I think Cowboys, one of the first players, if not the first player, that comes to my mind is Reuben Cotter. Uh, so he'll undoubtedly be there. Has really reinvented himself over the last few years as a middle forward, uh, as we've seen a lot of players do, but we haven't seen a lot of players do it to the caliber that Reuben Cotter has been able to do. So Cotter, McLean, Taumalolo up front, of course, Reese Robson in the nine. Uh, now back rowers, of course, a big talking point for the Cowboys season. They're back rowers. They have fucking plenty of them. Uh, Luciano Leilua, I believe he'll start on the left. Deadly with a full season. Uh, he is going to be a real ace up the sleeve for the Cowboys. And Jeremiah Nanai, uh, who, look, as not just a sports report, we or I fucking last couple of years have done performance highlights of the year. 2022 uh, was the first time we did it. Had the first ever not just a sports report rising star, best young player, as voted by followers and listeners. Jeremiah Nanai was the first ever and will always be the first ever not just a sports report rising star. So obviously I reckon he's fucking sick. He scores tries for fun. He is an aerial target. He's young as hell. Young as hell as well. So you look at some of these players, like what a Jeremiah Nanai has already accomplished. He's nowhere near his prime. Like what the hell? So big year upcoming. And that Ford pack, you can't tell me that Ford pack won't be able to match it with any team in the competition. Of course, Penrith are in a league of their own. But that Ford pack fucking holds up, no doubt. As does the back line, as does the spine. So finals should be the bare minimum for Cowboys with a team like this. On the bench, uh, I've written down 14, Jake Granville, who has become such a stalwart for the club and has played literally everywhere. Cohen Hess, uh, I think he'll still be a factor within this side. Griffin Neem. 
highly important player. I think over the next couple of years, as a player like Jordan McLean finishes up, I think Griffin Neem uh, is going to become a regular starter for the Cowboys. He's already one of their really important forwards. And yes, he plays off the bench, but that does not uh, negate what a huge role he has. So Griffin Neem, I'll be shocked if he's not in the 17, uh, if he's fit and healthy. Uh, and in the 17, I've gone Helam Lukey, who at his best, holy shit, could be an origin smoky, but has a few guys in front of him, doesn't he? Like Leilua, uh, like Jeremiah Nanai. He's also going to have to compete with Kuli Kefu Fine Fuiaki, who, gee whiz, absolute handful. Uh, I think we'll see Kuli Kefu plenty in the NRL this year. What I also think, though, is that with Helam Luki or Kuli Kefu, Something's got to give. I think one of them. I think they're probably more likely to lose Halem Lukey. I'll be honest, I don't know like what their contract situations are. I think Halem Lukey probably more likely to go to another club. Uh, but Fine Fuiaki is another one where I think if he's not regularly featuring in the Cowboys' best 17, tons of clubs, tons of clubs that could use him. Uh, some other backup options who I didn't have in my best 17 but worth a mention. Uh, I've already spoken very quickly about Jake Clifford and Thomas Duffy. Jake Clifford is a really intriguing one to me. I wouldn't write this signing off just yet. I know he never set the world on fire uh, the first time around at the Cowboys and then had a short stint at the Knights, went over to the Super League. I think he'll be a better player for going over to England. And there was one point where Jake Clifford was considered the long-term option in the halves. Now, with Tom Dearden locked up, they've got Jake Clifford, Thomas Duffy, uh, with Chad Townsend, the experienced half, in front of them. Clifford, Thomas Duffy. Is Tom Dearden's long-term replacement already in the squad? Potentially. Uh, Tom Chester, he was my one to watch last year. Of course, one to watch coming up shortly. Uh, that is a series where I pick one young player from every club uh, in the preseason to keep an eye on. And yeah, last year my one to watch was Tom Chester. And he he did some good shit. Uh, then unfortunately had a season ending injury. Can play a few positions. Fullback seems to be uh, his best one. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Scott Drinkwater is suspended, injured, uh, Tom Chester could be that next man up. Kyle Felt. I didn't have him starting on the wing in my best 17. Not that that really means anything. Uh, but Kyle Felt obviously merits a mention. And I, I think he'll be in and out of the squad throughout the year. But massive year for his career. I think it would have been a bit of a bombshell to get dropped and then stay dropped uh, for pretty much the rest of the season. Kuli Kefu Fine Fuiaki, or Fine Fuiaki, uh, Jack Kozeski, another one who, <laughs> really quality on an edge. Do they move one of these guys into the middle? Is that the, is that the go? Not too sure. And speaking of the middle, uh, someone else who, be, who will be in and around the best 17, Jermaine Taunoa Brown. Uh, so that gives you a bit of insight into what the team could look like. They've got a surplus of edge back rowers. They've locked down their main man in Tom Dearden. Uh, elite forward pack. They've got the backline punch. 
world-class spine. How can you not like that? How can you not like that? So yeah, it will be very, very disappointing if this team does not fire a shot in the coming season. Okay, X-Factor player. I said I was going to speak a little bit more about him. Scott Drinkwater. Uh, just like the One to Watch series, I also pick an X-Factor player from each club. Uh, the player who has a great influence, most on-field, mostly on-field. So this isn't about all the intangibles, how they are around training. This is that X-Factor that, you know, what can take you from being a great side to a premiership winning side. My X-Factor player, Scott Drinkwater. And Tom Dearden in this same conversation. They have a few players of this ilk. But I just think when the Cowboys are missing Scott Drinkwater, goodness gracious, they're just a different, they're a different Cowboy. You know, with Scott Drinkwater, I don't know if you've seen Toy Story, you probably have. Woody, the Cowboy, uh, when Andy goes away, Woody's up and about. He can talk. He can move. He's living his best life. Uh, that version of Woody is like Cowboys with Drinkwater. When Drinkwater's out of the lineup, Cowboys are like that lifeless Woody when Andy is home that just lays there lifelessly. That was the fucking such a rogue analogy. But basically, Cowboys are at their premium when Scott Drinkwater is on the park. And what I love most about him stylistically as a player in video sessions, how do you actually break down Scott Drinkwater? Like, you can come up with plans to stop him, but half the time, some of the things he pulls out, in the spare of the moment, it just seems like in that split second he decides. So it's like, how do you predict what Scott Drinkwater is going to do when it seems like he can't even predict it himself? He just pulls the rabbit out of the hat uh, like magic personified and a bit of rugby league magic is why we love to tune in uh, a few years ago when the game was a lot more structured uh, very slow plenty of wrestling you know we would tune in but fuck you're a lot faster to tune the channel in when you've got a guy like scott Drinkwater in open space uh, so i think it is hugely important that they can keep him on the field i uh, has had a few injury concerns over the years but never really been a player that's been known for missing time. So you'd expect him to be there for most of the season. If he is, here's my side call on the X Factor player. I'm also making a Dallium pick amongst all these season previews. So I've got my predicted ladder. I'm going to make a premiership prediction. Of course, doing a ladder, I will have a predicted wooden spooner. Uh, who I've already given to the Tigers, only because, yeah, the podcast was already released. It was also released before they sacked their board. It was released before they signed Jerome Luai. It was released before all this shit. So, Tigers are my wooden spooners. My premiers yet to be determined. As far as my predicted top eight, uh, so far in this series, there is yet to be a side in my predicted top eight, interestingly enough. And of course... Dallium prediction. Tossing up I was between Reese Walsh, Scott Drinkwater, uh, but Walsh has a few guys that he'll have to share points with. I think if Scott Drinkwater plays close to a full season, I think he's Dallium winner. So that is, I don't even, I don't think it's a hot take at all. 
It's not a hot take, but that is my take on the Dallium medal. So there's my pick in amongst all of this for the Dallium. My X Factor player, Scott Drinkwater. I think he's going to have that kind of season if he's fit and healthy and they have him on the park. And with that, if Drinkwater has a Dallium season, well, I think Cowboys can really get on board with that. So boom, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Dallium 2024 prediction. Scott Drinkwater. Now, uh, quickly to the gains and losses. 2024 gains. Uh, one of them, Thomas Michaeli, who is on the or in the development players list. He's floated around, played Super League with Warrington Wolves, had a stint at the Titans as recently as last year. Very short stint, though. And came through as, uh, at the Tigers. So Thomas Michaeli, he's a front rower. If you were wondering, we'll add some starch and some depth. The other game, Viliami Violeer. I think this will be a significant one. And yeah, I expect him to be the starting center. Although Zach Labert, I won't argue if Zach Labert gets a nod, but I'm a massive Viliami Violeer fan. As for the losses, Premiership Hero, who finished his time with the club, James Tama, retired. Now there's a player that you know, can retire holding their head high. A premiership, all sorts of representative honours. I was even involved captaining and leading Penrith Panthers are just on the cusp of what they've been able to do now. So tremendous player, James Tama. Been around a few clubs. And yeah, best of luck to him. Peter Hiku, he goes over to Hulkingston Rovers. I know a lot of people after last season thought, Petter probably not up to it anymore. He's a former warrior. I've followed Petter since his under-20s debut. I literally watched his first game in under-20s, and I was like, I fucking like this guy. Went to Manly, came back to the Warriors, went to a few clubs. Now he's going to Hull Kingston Rovers, opening the door for someone else. Now, a heap of releases... Not re-signs or unsignings. Fucking what a bad and poor English sentence this has been. Uh, but basically they've made a bit of a clear out. So they fucked off a few guys. And I mean that respectfully. They fucked off some guys that have given them great service. But essentially it seems like they've made some waves within their roster. And now their depth is going to be their best juniors on offer. Because I thought that was one thing. I thought depth, just I was a bit eh, to be fair. And again, I hate, like, I don't name these names just to be rude, but like Brendan Elliott, Gahamich, Chibasaki, yes, they both have NRL experience, but I thought when it came to it, like, as a replacement, I didn't, it didn't give me a lot of hope in the Cowboys' depth. Whereas now, I like the approach of let's unleash some youngsters. So here are the guys they've let go of. Mitch Dunn also retires. A talented guy. Could just never really get that break with injury. Best of luck to Mitch Dunn in retirement. Ben Hampton. Ben Hampton had quite the career. Came through at the Melbourne Storm. Uh, spent a number of years at the Cowboys. He is unsigned. And that might be it for him. He hasn't seemed to appear on another NRL roster or anything, but... Over the years, I've, I've been a Ben Hampton fan. I liked him as he was coming through. Uh, Brendan Elliott, unsigned. 
who does have something to offer, I just thought, as a depth solution, Cowboys maybe could have been suited better. Riley Price, son of Steve Price, uh, he's actually signed with the Panthers. Interesting considered, considering Riley Price, a few people thought he might be a long-term member of the Cowboys pack. At the moment, it seems like they're just struggling to fit all their guys in there. So Riley Price said, I'll go to the Panthers. Pretty good result. Agahamit Shibasaki, he's is unsigned. I can't speak English, or at least properly. Jake Burke, uh, he is also unsigned. I did see an article come up, though. I think he signed to play rugby league in France, and he came back. I don't know if it was like a week or a month. He came back really quickly, and now he's signed with Townsville Blackhawks in the Q Cup. Uh, Jake Burke actually had quite a bit of success in the halves uh, in their junior grades. Could I thought could have been in the picture, but I guess Jake Clifford and Thomas Duffy ahead of him. Uh, so Jake Burke, he went over to France or somewhere and then came straight back and was like, ah, oh, shit, maybe I should have looked into the, you know, how much of a lifestyle change it was going to be. I don't know if it was France or Japan. I fucking didn't pay that much attention to the story. It just kind of made me laugh that he went overseas and then instantly came back to Townsville like, eh, actually, this is not like Townsville. But, hey, that actually might suit him really well, still being in Townsville. And Blackhawks now have an affiliation with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So whilst the Cowboys have cut him, if he can get into that Black uh, Blackhawks team, hey, Jake Burke could be in the eyes of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And then finally, Taniela Sadrugu, uh, who has a lot of talent, he has gone over to Rugby Union. So they've made a few changes. I'll go through their full squad now uh, very quickly, uh, which will include the extended squad. They are train and trial players. There is some talent there as well. Uh, so just having a look, coaching staff for the Cowboys, Todd Payton, Justin Morgan, James Maloney, who I mentioned, Ben Router, also on the coaching team, Paul Bowman, for us longtime rugby league fans, that'll ring a bell, head of performance, Ashley Graham, longtime rugby league fans, that'll ring a bell, strength and conditioning coach, uh, they've got a couple of other guys, but I'm here to talk about their playing roster. Uh, so this now is to give you an idea of who they can pick from. I've mentioned most people, but we've got the development list, train and trial as well. Uh, and this is also just for some of the guys I didn't get to mention. Okay, so top 30 squad. Tom Chester, Jake Clifford, Reuben Cotter, Tom Dearden, Robert Darby. Or Derby. Haven't mentioned him uh, yet. He'll be in contention for a spot on the wing. Would be interested to see. Like, if they went Tauling into left centre, Derby onto the wing. But I don't expect him to start. He'll be in the mix throughout the year, though. Scott Drinkwater, not only do I have him as the Cowboys X-Factor player, I have him as my Dallium pick for 2024. Tom Duffy, young halfback, who's played Origin under-19s level. Kyle Felt, Kulikefu, Fian Fiaki, Jack Gazeski. Jake Granville, Cohen Hess, Valentine Holmes, Zach Laybutt, who, as I've mentioned, right, right there as far as being a regular member of the first grade team. 
Luciano Leilua, who will be way better after having a full season this year and not an interrupted one like last year. Helam Lukey, Sam McIntyre. He was another one they brought over uh, midway through last season. I think they've identified he can plug a couple of gaps for them. Jordan McLean, Jeremiah Nanai, Griffin Neem. Uh, now we've got a couple of young guys. Oh, we've actually got one here, sorry. <laughs> Mia Puavase. Now, Mia Puavase is a prop. Uh, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I'll be honest. I'll just be honest with you right now. Uh, he may have been playing in the under-21 sides that have been winning. I actually don't know. I actually don't know. But I'm just going to assume right here that he's fucking sick. Because out of all the dope young kids that they have to promote to their top 30, they've gone with Mia Pua Avase, young front rower. So keep an eye out for him. Reese Robson, Murray Taolangi, Jason Taumalolo, co-captain uh, alongside Townsend. Then you have Jermaine Taunoa Brown, Viliami Vailea, and Semi Vailame. That rounds out the top 30 on the supplementary list, uh, which they can call on these players from about midway on. Jodesi Baker Tirahara can play anywhere in the back five, uh, has been involved in some of their junior success. Mali Butungane, uh, a young Ford. I think we actually may see him surface at some stage throughout this year. Shut up, timer. No timer. I saw the timer start. Ah, I thought I could stop it. Sorry for that. Jai Hansen. Jay Hansen. I can never fucking tell in Australia. Some Is it like Bogan and is J-A-I? Is that just J? I would say Jai Hansen. Jai Hansen, actually an incredibly gifted young dummy half. Uh, so he'll be learning plenty from Reese Robson. Caden Lars, son of Tom Leroyd, which makes me feel fucking old. Now that you get like Jaden Campbell's uh, and Caden Lars rolling around. But yeah, Caden Lars, he's a front rower. And I tell you what, like there are some raps on him that he can play. He can play even half as fucking dope as Tom Leroyd Lars used to play. I'm on board. I was a huge Tom Leroyd Lars fan. By all reports, Caden Lars is not in this side because of his surname. Very quality young Ford. Uh, Thomas Michaeli, one of their gains for this year. He's on the development list. And Jamal Shibasaki. Cowboys said, well, we need at least one Shibasaki, don't we? Uh, now, Jamal, really talented. He, he'll, he'll be pressing. He'll be pressing for a spot, either lock, back row, in the next couple of years. Uh, only thing with that, look how many bloody back rowers there are. Extended squad. I think most of these guys are training trial. Wikipedia was not kind enough to tell me. Matua Brown. He played uh, for the Queensland Maroons under-19s at fullback in the last year. So only a young fella. Could be the future fullback. Once Scott Drinkwater is either finishing up or you know, maybe moving into the halves. Uh, but Matua Brown, he is definitely a player of the future. Maybe not for this coming season, but great to get him a taste now. Uh, Raiden Burns, he actually spent a brief stint at the Raiders. I think he's been around Queensland. Raiden Burns, very exciting fullback as well. Rashawn Denny, he's this young centre. I don't know how young he is, actually. 
He's done some shit in the Queensland Cup. Uh, been very consistent in the Queensland Cup. And with that, he gets a shot here. Uh, Mason Kira, Ewan Moore, Sean Mullaney. He's been around the Cowboys uh, system, like around their affiliate clubs for a number of years now. Dummy half, Locke, John Raydell, Hiali Roycroft, Kyle Schneider, young dummy half, Josh Smith. Doesn't have a Wikipedia page. That is such a common name, isn't it? Josh Smith. Couldn't tell you anything about Josh Smith. And I know if I Google him, I'll probably give you the wrong information about the wrong guy. So Josh Smith, fuck yeah, good on him. Will Sullivan, Jensen, Tamiel Pio. Uh, now, you've probably never heard of Jensen. My forgiveness, or fucking forgive me, my forgiveness, if you have. Uh, but he's a center slash winger. He's been in the shark system for the last five or six years. I always thought he was pretty talented. So Jensen, Tamiel Pio, seems like he's relocated maybe to Mackay Cutties or Northern Pride. But who knows? Strong Q Cup season. Could work his way uh, into the Cowboys roster. Henry Tiutau, uh, he's a young front rower. I believe they might have upgraded him already into a development player. So fucking good on Henry. And Lachlan West, another fullback. So that's the full squad. Now you really have a picture of the Cowboys, at least the team. You even know some of the Q Cup guys. There we go. Uh, my one to watch as we draw close to the end of this podcast. I'm going Viliami Vailia. I know he debuted a couple of years ago or whatever. He's my one to watch though. I think he, this year, is going to level up. He's going to go from promising young star who floats in and out to first choice center. Now, whether he gets it in round one, uh, whether Labert beats him to the punch remains to be seen. I think Trials will have a huge say in who does start. Uh, my Cowboys one to watch, Viliami Vailia. I think as a Warriors fan, there could be some bias in this. Uh, but the fact that I really didn't want to lose him, like I was a little bit sad when I saw that we did lose him, speaks volumes uh, just about how important I thought he was to the future of the Warriors long term. Now, the Cowboys. Pedahiku out. I think it could be Viliami Vailia in. Uh, plays really nicely out on a right edge. So I, I think maybe on the depth chart, they could have Labert as a left center option with Val Holmes getting the jump and then first choice right center, Vailia. So I think he gets a good chunk of first grade this year and I think... Throughout the year, there will be points where people talk about this as one of the most underrated signings of the year. One signing that no one's really made noise about, I think this could be kind of like an Isaiah Papali'i when he arrived at the Eels thing, where he arrives, absolutely kills it, and all of a sudden it's like, shit, well there's actually a superstar right here. Because that is what I believe Viliami Vailia is, so explosive on the edge. And I am so excited at the potential of a combination between Violet and Semi Vellame. Now, both raw athletes still don't have a ton of experience, so that could be the drawback from pairing them together. But gee whiz, there is a lot to like. So my one to watch, Viliami Violet, I believe he'll be uh, one of the Cowboys' first-choice centers.
Time for the final assessment. And to truly wrap this thing up, uh, we've got the key for the year, the point of difference, and then my ladder prediction. I also had here in the notes my Scott Drinkwater Delian prediction. We already managed to get to that though. Uh, the key, consistency. That is my key for the Cowboys. Uh, last year, there were some excuses coming out of pre-season and the World Cup and things like that. But when you look at teams like the Panthers and some a few others, they were able to navigate uh, that World Cup period. So for Cowboys, simply, they just fell well short of the mark last year. And part of that blame must go to a pretty average start to their season. Now, in that middle period, Cowboys' form held up to anyone's. The problem was that they had the poor start and then they finished flat. So consistency, absolutely the biggest key. Because we saw even last year, when they didn't make the finals, at peak form, they are fucking contenders. So I think this year they need to nail down the start. They can't afford much room for error uh, as they get their season off to a kickoff. I think they play Dolphins first at Suncorp Stadium from memory. Then they need, coming out of origin, which they'll also have to navigate, given they have some key players uh, who'll be in that Queensland camp, and most probably Reese Robson uh, in the Blues camp. So they are going to have to deal with that origin toll. And then I think as they kind of navigate that and then get to that final run home, they need to finish strong, come home with a wet sail. So big start, even bigger finish, but consistency is my overall key for the Cowboys this coming season. Point of difference, I've gone the Townsville conditions. Now, in a lot of cases, a home ground advantage isn't that much of an advantage, but I think in certain parts of Australia, there are advantages. Like, say, Canberra Raiders, at times they will definitely have an advantage playing in that cold weather. And I think for the Cowboys, they train every single day in that humidity, in that heat. It's a slippery ball. It's a challenging place to play. For the Cowboys, they have the luxury of training every single day under those conditions. So when opposition teams come to visit, it's kind of an unspoken about thing, but you do have that humidity. Uh, you've got to hold it onto the ball very tightly. If you don't, you start losing the ball in the six again era against a team that features Tom Dearden, Scott Drinkwater, Jeremiah Nanai, Jason Talmalolo, and the rest. Cowboys can run up a score very, very quickly. Uh, if you aren't able to complete your sets. So I think in the coming season, the Townsville home conditions, a genuine point of difference for the Cowboys. Uh, and I think it is highly important for them to have a strong run of home form this year. They need to make it like it was in 2022, a tough, tough fortress to travel to. Uh, so home conditions is my point of difference. Ladder prediction. So far as I've moved up this ladder, I am yet to have a side in my top eight. We are changing that. Ladder prediction sixth. I honestly reckon they could finish higher, but I'm going to say sixth. Scott Drinkwater, Deli M season, Tom Dearden kills it as always. There's so much to like about this team, and I, I don't know. It's dis disgusted. It's a bit too heavy a word, 
but I'm going to use it anyway. I'll actually be kind of disgusted if they finish outside the eight for the team they have, the youth they have coming through, the coaching staff, the fans, the setup, the new stadium, everything they have going for them is finals at a bare minimum. I have them there. I have them finishing sixth, but I feel more optimistic. Like I look at them and I don't think sixth, but ooh, like they could actually drop lower. I think they could finish a lot higher. I think this year we see a very strong Cowboys outfit. I think at home, they're going to put a lot of sides to the sword. Scott Drinkwater, full flight. Thank you, sixth place. So, and I did have a look through the draw and everything to try and tinker with my predictions. And yes, that's where I have Cowboys. I think top six, but also strong top four contenders. I think that is where they should have themselves. And I've spoken in a couple of podcasts already, the Titans and Dolphins ones, about how important the Queensland derbies are with four Queensland sides now. Whichever side can stand the tallest in the Queensland derbies should finish top four, just due to the nature of how many fixtures there are. Uh, Now, past season, we saw Broncos. They were the best of the Queensland lot. They finished top two. Cowboys the year before, they were top four. So I think the clashes with the Broncos are going to be massive. And if they can beat the Broncos in those clashes, at least one of them, they could be on their way for the top four. So as I say on most podcasts, my ladder prediction very much secondary to the overall preview element of the podcast. But there it is. We have the first member of my predicted top eight sitting pretty in sixth spot. And that is it. I'll thank you for listening in a moment, and we will just fucking call it a day. But one last time, sixth place prediction, Scott Drinkwater, Dallium. Let me just burn that, sear that into your fucking brain before we finish. Um, Yeah, up next, Parramatta Eels. Oh, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. There are a few sides in the NRL where it's like, I actually don't know if the eels come out this year and all goes to shit and they're sitting down the bottom of the ladder i actually won't be that surprised if they come out and they are premiership contenders i also kind of won't be that surprised and if they fall somewhere in the middle which they usually do i won't be that surprised but it's working out with the Parramatta eels who have so much upside but can never put it all together is this the year? Fuck. Who knows? Exactly like the Cowboys did, Eels didn't have a great start. Uh, through that mid part of the year, just like Cowboys, Eels were surging. But they didn't put the full season together. And in most cases, even when they finished top four, a lot of cases they struggle to put a full season together. So I'm going to sign off, unpack what the hell is going to happen this year with the Parramatta Eels. But That's what I think is going to happen with the Cowboys. Podcast done and dusted. I feel less sick than I did when I started. So that's a good result. Thank you for listening. As always, appreciate your support. Our best way to stay up to date with all things Not Just a Sports Report is either on Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report or simply follow us on your preferred podcast platform. 
you'll be able to see as soon as the Eels podcast is out. But until that time comes, take care of yourselves and enjoy your bloody weekend.